Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, what's up? It's your girl Tamara, a.k.a. Girl from Harlem. And this is Ray Daniels, a.k.a. The Culture Referee. And this is the guy show. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. By the way, before we start, subscribe, like, share, something. Everything we ask you to do costs nothing. We just want, you know, that's how we keep this thing going. You know, so let's get to it. Okay, so we had a really jam-packed week. So you did Man. a panel um, last week. Um, tell me a little bit about that panel and what it meant to you. Um, I did a panel, shout out to Court Digger and DJ, uh, Big X for hit me to do it. Um, it was dope though. You know, I, it's weird because I learned, I see how many people are listening. Like when I walked in there, I can't lie to me when I w- walked in there and I don't, I wasn't there when you walked in, but I know when I walked in, I couldn't take a step without somebody stopping to say, so the, the podcast, my podcast, shout out to KP, KP came to me. He was like, yo, congratulations. And I was like, man, thank you, man. Well, for what? It's like the God show. And I was like, wow, that felt good. Like, cause people don't understand that. I don't, I'm a music exec full time. The God show is like my part-time job that I get paid nothing to do. <laughs> <You're just showing laughs> up. It's my part-time job. That I get, get paid, paid nothing in love to and do. fun. I, mean, I do. So, <laughs> but, but the point is, is that you never know who's watching. And when I walked in there, I remember just like feeling like swamp with love. Like from the, from the minute I got out the car, it was like love. So I appreciate that, man. The last time I felt like that was at the Revolt Music Conference. Oh, yeah, that was I appreciate fun. that. So I just appreciate that. was a that. superstar at that. Yeah, I couldn't believe how many people, you know, you just don't believe how many people watch this shit. Like, for us, it's like, man, we just, look, Tamara, like, you work in that office right there. I work <laughs> in this office right here. The whole team is here. We just literally come in the room. All right, y'all, let's talk. And then we talk. And, and then Braxton and his team sends it out to the world. And then it's like, you just don't know who's watching. So I appreciate that. And, you know, I, and... That's why I feel like saying, like, su- subscribe, uh, download everything, because those are the ways that, you know, we can get get some ROI. No, don't stop. <laughs> ROI. <laughs> Tamara's nickname now is ROI. We're not going to get into that. But anyway, before you even <laughs> try to drag into that conversation, me being me, of course, I took down some quotes you said while you were up there but, speaking. Bet. Let's go. Um, so one of the things you said was that the music industry used to be a marketplace with um, gatekeepers. The new music business is now a marketplace that is open to everybody, but you have to figure out where you belong and what aisle you belong on. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, my, I always say the old music business was like a supermarket, right? When you went to the supermarket, though, someone had to bring you in. That was a gatekeeper, a production company, a manager, someone who we trusted brought you in, and they put you on the aisle. You, and then when you came in, they said, this is the aisle you belong in. Oh, Tamara, you're a soulful R&B singer. You belong here. And then we will put you there, and then the other gatekeepers will shine a light on you, and you know people will discover you. That was the old way of the music business. 
the new music business is an open marketplace. So now everybody can walk in the supermarket, but now you got to decide where you, what aisle you belong on. I think a lot of the reason why people are frustrated because they on the wrong aisle mm -hmm. or they're not packaging themselves correctly. So for me, it's like, it takes more to make it today, but it's easier. It takes more thought, but it's easier. You just have to figure out where you belong. So like I like to say, if you are peanut butter, let's find the aisle where the jelly lives. Right. So now we can sell to the other, right? You know what I mean? So that's what I, I believe that. Because, man, anybody can get in now. At one point in time, you had somebody had to approve you to put your music out. Now no one needs approval. Everybody can upload their song. Everybody can do what they want. And where there were 1,000 releases a month, <laughs> now there's 1.2 million releases. No, 3.2 million releases a month. So now everybody's in the market. So now the only way you're going to survive is if you find where you belong. It's like the God Show, for example. Like when we did this, like you don't think Tamara has something that she knows? Like she plays the student on this show because we knew that this show was going to start off being for music people that wanted to be in the music business, dreamers, and it's branding and it's becoming bigger now, but that was the God show. It was like, we could talk about anything. We could talk about fucking politics. We chose not to. Why? Because that's not the marketplace that we belong. We decided our market, and by the way, we were in the top 100 in the U.S. Shout out to us. But, but, so that's, but we were in the top 100 because we knew where we belonged. And I think a lot of people are frustrated because they don't know where they belong but they're mad because they're not getting eyes. Well, if you're meat, but you're on the jelly aisle, <laughs> of course you're going to get overskipped. I'm not on the jelly aisle for meat. So you got to figure out where you belong, and that's how you get on. It's like much that. easier. That makes sense. Um, another thing that stood out to me that you said at this conference or panel was that the goal isn't to get signed. Record labels sign 100 people knowing that only five will pay the bills. You also went on to say that Warner hasn't broken a record since 1897. <laughs> um, <laughs> 1897. I think that's, I, that's what my notes say, but you know I'm dyslexic, so it might be <laughs> around. No, but no, no, no. It's I something said, like that. But I'm, you had a reason for saying that. So Yeah, my, my point is, is that major record labels are playing the numbers game. They're playing the aggregate game. They're signing 100 things, hoping that five of those things work. They're giving all 100 the same opportunity. Why does the five work? The five work because the five knew where it belonged. Mm -hmm. So music record labels are not thinking machines anymore. They are reactive machines. They're not thinking. They, they can't think anymore. It's too much to think about. Like, imagine how overwhelming it is to look at 100 artists who's all like, me, 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 me. That's why I did that, that, uh, that submission form because my goal is to show people how it works. Like to show people that you don't need money. You don't need, a, you don't need a lot of money. Let's say that you do need a couple of dollars because you're going to need someone like CJ to run ads for you. And you know, the ads might cost you a hundred or 200, but those ads should speak back to you. Right? So for me, you know, I'm, I think we give the labels too much credit and if they were so good, then if they sign a hundred things then at least 50 of those things will work, but they sign a hundred knowing only five are going to work. Why is that? Because the five that work know what they're doing, who they're doing it for, how to get it done, and they just need the machine to push them. You know what I mean? Artists have submitted to us to say, hey, I want to uh, sign me, sign me, work with me, work with me. And I'm like, okay, cool. Then I'm going to hold the mirror up and say, why you? Who is your music for? 
Because if you knew all these answers, you wouldn't need me. So for me, I'm, I'm trying to train artists or their teams to think like machines rather than depend on a machine. I don't want, I don't want to give people fish. I want to teach people how to fish for themselves. That's the goal. That's even the goal for the God show. Like we trying to give you uh, 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 footprints for you to follow, but you have to decide to follow rather than saying, man, who's, where do I go next? The footprint is right fucking there. Look down and follow it. You know what I mean? So that's what we're doing. All right, yeah, so that was a really good, um, that's one thing I like about Atlanta. They always have something going on for people in the music industry. If you're trying to break in, um, they have all type of panels and um, always industry things. So one thing I do want to say is make sure you guys are taking advantage of those industry events. Attend as many as you want. Get your name out there and network. So. Yeah, and, and, and I will say this. One of the things I will say is if you're an artist, I shouldn't have to guess. I should know. I should know you're an artist. I should know when an artist walks in the room. I should know when a, a producer walks in the room. I should know you wear the uniform for the role that you're trying to play. Period. I do like I don't want to dress up some days and wear my chains and my watch, but I have to because sometimes you just see the chain and be like, who's he? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm dressed for my role. Dress for your role. Don't just show up dressed for the role. And you know, I want to say another thing I want to say is that why don't I think a lot of artists could learn from Mike Jones, right? Mike Jones. Mike Jones. Who? Mike <laughs> Jones. Like, I know I'm being funny. I know it's funny, right? It is funny. But that man found a way to brand himself in a way that when you came in the room and you said, who? Everybody was going to scream. Mike, Mike Jones. Jones. And then he also, why do I still know this man's phone, phone number? number. <laughs> 281-330-8004. <laughs> like, that's the number you can call. Like, dog. I don't, I don't see enough artists taking advantage of, like, just saying, like, R-A-Y-D-A-N-I-E-L, like, even if I spell my name to follow me. I'm just being honest. Like, why is nobody doing that? Like, if you're looking for the, if you're looking for CJ, follow CJ here. Like, so many opportunities to just brand yourself and no one's taking advantage of it. I just don't get that, bro. Like, Mike Jones was branding the hell out of himself. You couldn't say who and not think Mike Jones right after. And I don't know what happened why he didn't last long, but that shit worked and took him to the top. It sure did. And had us in a chokehold for a little while. Um, so we're going to go into trending topics. So P&B, Baby's Mama, went on and said that they didn't have a will and that she's kind of um, trying to figure out how to support that the kid that they had together. Um, so at what point should artists start thinking about making a will? Is there a certain amount of money you should have, a certain property, a deal you should sign? When the should- minute that you have enemies... The minutes that you have fans, the minute that you have people who know you have, people who want to hurt you because of what you have, people that want to rob you because of what you have, the minute you have those things is the minute that you get you should get life insurance. And if anybody needs life insurance, DM me. Holl- no, I'm dead serious. I have a I have an insurance company. Oh. Yeah, I do. I have an insurance company. Yeah, because... But I have an insurance company that can sell life insurance, but also can help you retire, like, if you want to also. Because we don't live in the – just the problem. Everybody lives in – it's this thing called peaks and valleys, right? And everybody thinks that their valleys are behind them. Everybody in this room feel like their worst days are behind them and their better days are in front of them. Am I right or wrong? Okay, cool. But what we, but what we don't want to acknowledge is that that might not be true. Your valleys might be, you might be on your way to your valley. So you should be prepared for it. How do you prepare for it? Get insurance. It, takes, it just takes a little bit of time and get it for your family. 
I feel bad for them because, you know, they don't know. But I also can't fault them because no one told them. So now if you're listening, you can't say you didn't know. Right. DM me. If you want to get some insurance, DM me. I have an insurance company, a whole insurance partnership. It's called VIPP Insurance. And, yeah. Oh, I love there that. You better shout it out. Um, so speaking of even stuff like that, little TJ was arrested on set of Ice Spice video this weekend for having gun possession. But I do want to keep in mind that, Little TJ earlier this year had a big got incident. Shot. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, like I got to protect myself, but it is New York. So how do you feel about that whole conversation? And how should artists move? Like, we know what he's been through. We know his trauma. Like, what is a proper way to move in a situation like this? Artists, if you're listening and you want security, do not do homeboy security. Hire police officers to be your security. Hire armed police Officers to be your security. You know how we make fun of police officers? They probably only make 50000 a year. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, then pay an officer 300000 a year to protect you with your life. And because he's a police officer, he knows all the laws, he knows all the rules, and he can protect you. And because he's an officer, when he gets to other markets, he knows how to deal with the other officers at other markets. Stop putting your... I understand that you want to carry a gun, but hire armed police officers to be your security. I promise you. They will love you for it, paying them more money than they ever could get paid as officers. That's what I would do. Hire armed guards. That's it. Okay. Speaking of police and stuff like that, <laughs> Funk Flex said that he is Love it. Okay, so you already know no, where I'm no, going. Go so ahead, Funk go Flex said that he heard. is gonna um he's Stop no longer not nine. not playing Six Nines music. So he said most people's favorite artists have cooperated with police or um did something along the lines that 6ix9ine has done, and he just feels like we need to get past that, and he's going to play music that the people want to hear no matter what the underlying condensation is, undertone is. Excuse me. What do you, how do you feel about that, and what impact do you think this is going to have on music moving forward? I don't, I don't think it's going to have an impact, but I just love, I think it's going to have an impact, but I think it's going to come slowly. Shout out to Fun Flex for standing up and doing something and saying the right thing. Bottom line is this, is that we be holding these rappers accountable like we hold gangsters and that's a little unfair to the rappers here's why because when you sign up for some gangster shit that usually means gangsters move in silence gangsters are like ghosts right like you post you supposed to feel a gangster you're supposed to see him and know him you know what i mean and these rappers can't do that they have to be out there they have to be in the open so I just think that it's unfair to make them follow street rules that we that real gangsters follow, especially when we know they're not gangsters. First of all, go ahead, a go live Ray Daniels quote last week: "Hip hop and rap are the only things that are based off reality." So if he was so tough in his songs, and you were such a street guy in your songs, you still gotta live by them street rules. He all all his music is based off of being a gangster and six nine, and you ain't catch me, and I'm still alive. He went to New York this weekend with a million dollars, dropped his location, and said, "I have no security." This is the this is the text message the flight attendant that is gave stupid me as fuck, and was like, "Pull up to my location. I don't got no security. I'm by myself. I got a million cash. Show videos haunted these people." That is stupid. I agree. Listen, does that sound like a gangster or does that sound like a dumbass nigga? That's that. That's. I'm know, asking you. Does that sound like a gangster? You know how you that, always no, no, I'm say. I'm asking you. Does that sound like a gangster or does that sound like a dumbass nigga? That's like a dumbass nigga, right? Like, I don't sound like like gangsters don't move like that. I agree. Why don't gangsters move like that? Because their their business is not predicated on public perception. 
rappers' business is based on public perception. So 6ix9ine is more of a dumbass than he is a gangster. Agreed. That's what he really is. He, he, he's not a gangster. So when Funk Flex is saying that, so the rap is like WWE now, bro. Mm-hmm. These motherfuckers are characters. Who's your, you watch wrestling? Back in the day, I used Listen, to triple X. Nobody was better Ugly than Brothers. Stone Cold Steve Austin. That nigga was incredible. And you can't tell me that's not who he really is in real life. You Back. can't tell me that that's not who he is. Like, I'll beat your ass. You can't tell me that if you didn't run up on him, he was Stone Cold Stun a woman in the grocery <laughs> store. You can't tell me that's not who he is. I haven't watched wrestling in 20 years, but you can't tell me that's not who Stone Cold is. That's my point. It's all entertainment. It's all entertainment. And I believe if more rappers came out and said that, it will take away from the stigma that you got to be real. It will take away the stigma that you got to be street. You would just be like, hey, man, this is a character I created. I believe that. I just really believe that. Like, I believe that. First of all, let's 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 take a step forward. Let's take a step back. Mm-hmm. We everyone in this room is a figment of our own imagination. Yes, I'm a princess. And Everybody in this room is a figment of our own imagination. We all created the characters that we are. Whether it's this is how my character dresses, this is how my character looks. We all are a figment of our own imagination. Some of us just have big imaginations than the others. And I believe that if these guys are like real street. And I just don't believe gangsters want to be seen. I, that's not the gangsters that I grew up knowing. I know some stone cold fucking killers. And them niggas will get mad at you. They don't even want you saying their name in front of your friend. Hey, don't mention my name in front of nobody. Facts. I, these guys are not killers. They are entertainers. They are entertainers and characters and figures of their own imaginations. And I don't blame Flex for saying fuck that. I, I believe that hood politics and music politics should be separate anyway. Mm, hold on, I gotta separate the two in my head because they cross over a lot. Yeah, but they shouldn't though. This is a this is a music politics show. Mm-hmm. Right. No one we looks at us and be like, "Tamira had on that sweater, or oh, we killing her ass." <laughs> hold on, hold I on. didn't even know I was Correct. a part of that. Time Am I right? That's out. my right. That's Wait, what I'm saying. So I believe hood politics and street po- and music politics should be separated. Just in my opinion, I just think they should be separated. Well, that goes right into my next topic. Thank you for leading into that one. So all the celebrities, not all of them, but a lot of celebrities have recently unfollowed Gunner um, on the Internet since he's been released. Um, how do you feel about that? What are your thoughts? Are people just trying to kind of jump ship? What, what is going on? Well, it's, it's hard for me because I've been knowing Gunner. I know I personally know him. Like I've been knowing Gunner since he was a little kid and he's always been a good guy. Um, I just think he got caught in some hood politics that was bigger than him. Um, and he's paying the price now. Like, but you got to look at it like this, right? No disrespect. Let's just lay in the facts. Most of the people that fought with Gunner fought with Gunner because Gunner's with Thug. Right? right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So if Pete, those, so if I met you through someone and I see it feels like you did that person dirty, I'm going to stop fucking with you too. So for me, I just feel like, you know, it's, it's some hood politics shit that he got to pay. Um, and, I don't even know how he recovers from this because rap. I was in the I was in the uh I was in the the Caribbean. I just came back. I just landed and I was talking. I got two friends of mine that are like straight gangsters, and uh, I never said I was a gangster. I don't even want to be considered one. And I was asking them about that, and they was like, "Nah, like like he he picked the side. He got to stay there and lay there. That's hood politics." Mm-hmm. But 
when drip too hard, don't stop, don't, 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 don't up this way. That's music politics. So for me, it's like, I think that we just got to call it entertainment and separate the two. But I think Gunna going to have to pay a price, unfortunately, uh, because, you know, but here's the difference. Thug got it out the mud. Gunna, he was working too. He got out the mud, but he got it out the mud and he met, he jumped so many steps because he was with Thug. Mm. So because Thug got it out the mud and made all his friends organically, Gunna made all his friends through Thug probably. Mm. So now these dudes see Thug still in jail fighting for his life. How would you feel if your friend is fighting for your life and the homie you introduced me to went on trial and said, yeah, they're a gang. Like, dog, you got to know that someone's going to come with that. You got to know what's going to come with that. You have to know. Bro, you don't, I'm not trying to be funny now, but you don't lay down with the devil and not expect nothing, him to come back and be like, I need something from you. It's just the world we live in. So when you laying down and you playing by these hood politics and hood rules, you can't get mad when the shit backfires on you because it made you filthy rich. Facts. Hey, shit, but, the good shit come with it. The bad. Hey, listen, when it's time to pay them taxes, y'all write the government a check for a big check. That's the shit that come with living on the other side. That's the shit that come with it. You got to know it's good and bad with everything. It's not, nothing is all good. Nothing. So was the Tupac and Biggie beef, was that like music politics or street politics? Because that was I think it was street politics that spilled over the music. When you listen to Tupac on that song, Against All Odds, when he say shit like, uh, um, promise payback to Jimmy Henson in due time. I know you bitch niggas is listening to work. Like he was really going at niggas <laughs> like, like, listen while I take you back and lace this rap, a real live tale about a snitch they hasten Jack. Knew he was working for the feds, same crime, different child, nigga picture what he said. And did I mention, like that nigga was, that was like, first of all, Haitian Jack did a documentary on FX and had to address that. Pop was my nigga. He called me dog. You don't want a snitch next to your name. So I feel like it was real deep shit. I feel like it was real deep shit. We did a song with Usher on TI album called My Life, Your Entertainment. We need to start doing, we need to start acknowledging more of that. This is my life, but it is your entertainment. Laughing my pain like Kevin Hart said. But my question is like, so the same standards of snitching aren't considered now as it was back in the day. Because back in the day, you couldn't cooperate. You couldn't even talk to police. Because like, all right, so. I can tell you why. Like, what's his name? Troy Ave, when he got in trouble for grabbing the gun from the person who was literally trying to shoot him and shooting back and saying, hey, I, I got the gun from him. They do. They said he was a snitch. And I never heard that. That was a real nigga. Hey, listen, it's nothing wrong with doing whatever you got to do to get home to your kids. Amen. It's nothing wrong. Now, here's what. Here's why I say it's snitching. If I go out there and do something stupid, and me and you are partners, and yes. I go do something stupid, and I get caught, I shouldn't tell on you mm -hmm. because I did something stupid. I didn't get caught, and I was just talking about that last night. I think some of the realest niggas in the world have snitched. Like fucking um, Sonny, Sonny the Bull. Like he snitched on John Gotti, but John Gotti was on record saying, blaming everything on him. Mm -hmm. I thought for, I, heard, I, I read somewhere that Doug was kind of doing the same thing. Like I know they're after me, so y'all take the deals. And I don't know, but that's what I'm saying. But my thing is this, is that in this game we live in, bro, birds of a feather, man. Like if we fuck, if we doing, if we doing dirt together, then if one person get caught, shut the fuck up. You can't put, Gangster rules on civilians. Mm -hmm. And to me, I'm a civilian. So I'm not telling on nobody. 
but I'm also a civilian, so I don't want don't tell me nothing either. <laughs> don't, don't put me in the like middle of your shit. I don't want to be in the middle of your shit. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching Everybody Hates Chris this morning, and it was saying how back in the day, people, they there was no non-snitching, like, clause. If somebody did something in the neighborhood, you kind of spoke, but when people started coming back and killing the people who were snitching on them, that's when this whole big but pandemic in a, You're going to get killed epidemic. if, this is one thing, if you if you're told you, you need to leave the neighborhood, <laughs> get about it. You're, you're gonna get killed if you go back to the neighborhood. I mean, the neighborhood is its own monster, its own rules. Dog, I, I have walked through Patterson Projects one time in the last ten years. I've worked my ass off to never go back there. Why the fuck am I going back there? Why do I care about the rules of that place? I escaped it, right? I, I, I'm. I'm from Gobby Road. I went to Hidden Woods one time, and there was a film content with a kid that I met from the neighborhood. Like, bro, like, once you leave the hood, I think the problem with us is that we have hood imaginations, and we have to outgrow that shit because everything that you want is outside of the mentality that you come from. So it's kind of weird because it's like, yo, CJ, man, to escape the ghetto Trey you should escape the ghetto and as soon as you escape the ghetto they want your ass to come back mm-hmm. what you doing for us here nigga y'all told me to escape I don't want to go back I just don't get it it don't make sense to me yeah but people have this factionation with going back to the hood and still being good in their hood and taking Man, pictures I with all their chains on in front of the buildings they fuck. grew up <laughs> I don't care can I tell you something this, let me get another narrative you should be ashamed to go back to the hood and see people that you grew up with and came there. You should be ashamed to do that because you're stunning on them. They're happy to see you, but they're still living in the hell you've escaped. When I go back to my old hoods and I see people there, I'll be wanting to say, how can I help you? You want to get out of here? How can I help you? When I saw my aunt living the way she was living when my dad was living, when he was alive, and I was like, what are you, you want to die here? And she was like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, get on a plane with me. Flew her ass back to Atlanta. She's as happy as she's ever been living with me. Bruh, I don't want to go back to the hood and see my friends in the hood living in the hood. I work too hard just to be away from the hood. I want y'all to, I'm trying to be a vessel at this very moment, sitting here in this seat, trying to be a vessel to show people how to get out the fucking hood. I'm anti-hood. <laughs> anti-hood. I'm, I'm anti-hood. I want to show everybody how to get out. I don't think it's, dog, I, I take care of my mother with this shit. Like, I honor this shit. I wish everybody can live their life taking care of their family the way I did. The only regrets I have is that I didn't make it earlier so I could take care of my father and the other people in my life. That's the only regrets I have. But watching my family live, my kids don't even know what the ghetto is. My son has no idea what food stamps is. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He doesn't know what food stamps is. He doesn't even know what it is. He know welfare is or nothing. He don't even know. It. He's never lived in an apartment in his life. Oh, that's, I take pride in that. My kid ain't never lived in apartments. I don't want my kid to live in an apartment. And I will say, like, you really are true to that because I've been with you out in public before and the people who worked at the restaurant or the fast food place have went to high school with you. Yeah. And they still show you love when they take pictures. Yeah. They're not embarrassed. They give you hugs. They show love. And you be like, yeah, call me. Anything you need, I got yeah, you. And you mean that from the bottom of your heart. Yeah, so. bro, because I, bro, I, I, I escaped. Dog, imagine escaping somewhere and then... The, and then because of where you escape, people are holding you back to that standard, man. Fuck that. <laughs> I am not going back. I don't. And if y'all don't want to see me no more, that means y'all stuck on the same shit. I don't be around that any fucking way. We need more of that in our community. Agreed. Um, this is a little different, but so 
Iggy Azalea has made, well, she didn't really make it, but there were rumors going around that she made like a ton of money, like 300000 her first day on OnlyFans. She hopped on Twitter and said, y'all be pulling shit out your ass. Like, that's not true. But she probably did make a big lump sum of money. Um, I think it was Blueface later went on a tweet and say how much he's been making off of his OnlyFans, and it was about 30000 or something like that. 800000 he made. Yeah, and he yeah. was saying, like, if you guys could find a way to make some money on OnlyFans, do it. Um, how do you feel about OnlyFans and what it's doing? Like, I know we spoke about it before because now you can see people you used to look up to in a complete different light. Um, how do you feel about OnlyFans overall? Um, I don't know how to feel about OnlyFans. <laughs> well, should artists be... Because yeah. even big artists like Cardi B have OnlyFans. I just don't get the concept of it. I don't get the concept of it. I don't get the concept of it at all. I like what it was supposed to be in the beginning, but since it got that porn kind of undertone to it. Anytime it, the sex workers show up, yeah, everything so, changes. Yeah, so it was supposed to be like, <laughs> if I'm a chef and I want to show y'all how to make this recipe exclusively, I, you can now come here and watch me do it exclusively. But somehow it went to the point, the sex workers. I, I feel like OnlyFans, OnlyFans started off with good intent. And then sex workers saw an opportunity and then it became looked at as sex workers to the point where if I'm out, only fans now is a way of just saying she show a pussy online or he fucking online. Oh yeah, you see they do only fans. I don't think to myself. Right. I don't think to myself, man, is he on there teaching people how to do one, two, three? No, he on there fucking hoes. So only fans to me, I think have has turned into that. It's unfortunate for the company because you know, imagine if you made a company for people to get premium content and then here come the fucking people, <laughs> and now the, the fucking people are fucking every day, and they're like, like. Man, it's fucking terrible. So if you had an artist, would you let them create an OnlyFans right now? I have. And did it work for them? Was it like a thing? I wouldn't know. She ain't let me see the numbers. But she ain't asked me for no money after she got on that motherfucker. So shoot, depends on which way the wind blows. It might work. Um, so 20 I might start an OnlyFans. And do. Okay. I don't know. Right. I just but see the fact Only that bills, everybody laughing. The, I might start an OnlyFans. Just to say, like, because I just want to see people going to say, yo, follow me on OnlyFans. They're going to be like, is he teaching a fucking... Right. I think everybody wanted to know, is he fucking, is he doing both? Pay $5 just to subscribe. While fucking? Oh my God. So let me tell you guys something. Let me tell you guys something. This is how you got it. Like, like, come on, bro. I can actually see that working. Cause you know how you always say, don't fuck first. Like you got to massage them. Yes. I could see it. All right. Being a whole thing. But anyway, um, 21 Savage is like probably the only person left on Clubhouse. But he's going on these. Am I like, why is that still a thing? But anyway, he's on Clubhouse going on another rant. This week, the rant was about pretty much who killed more people, him or the person he was arguing with. Um, do you think that celebrities should be kind of. Clubhouse? Yeah. Absolutely. Dog, dog. He has to have stock in no, no, Clubhouse. He does. No, he does he oh, does. okay. Because no, I'm does. like, that's the only but, thing but, that but, makes but sense. But here's the me. thing. Here's the thing I would say. And, and shout out to Meezy. Meezy is my bro. Uh, that's 21 Savage's manager. Man, I love 21. Bruh, you are in the world of WWE. People are trying to get clout off you. Every fight, you don't have to come, you don't have to get, you don't have to fight every fight you're invited to fight. And I know a 21 is a real nigga. I've been around him. He's a, I've I was going to ask you that no, no, because he was talking that no, too. I haven't been around him. Like, like, I've been around him. You know, like, Chubby Baby signed him. Like, I know Meezy. I know Key, his old manager. So I've been around him. I don't know him per se. But every time I've been around him, he's a solid human being. And he's level-headed. But let me tell you something. Ray Daniels, if you heard me arguing, I might say some shit like, you want to die tonight, nigga? I'm mad. 
So I have to decide who I want to allow to, who, he who angers you controls you. Mm-hmm. I have to decide who I want to entertain. And I decided not to entertain anything. I, I was telling a story yesterday. You know what changed my life? It changed my life. This is a true story. I was flying. I was trying to fly standby on uh, air train at the time. And the girl told me to sit in the corner. And then I realized the plane took off. So I went to the lady and I was like, ma'am, you told me to sit down, but the plane is gone now. And she was like, oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. Plus, you got on jeans, so you can't get on the plane anyway. So I was like, why'd you have me sit for a whole hour? I could have went and bought some slacks or whatever. And then she was like, that's not my, that is not my responsibility, sir. And I was like, bitch, I hope that plane crash. <laughs> and then I walked around the corner and I bust out laughing. And I was like, what the fuck does the plane crash have to do with her? That was innocent people that I just wished for just death for because I'm mad at this woman. That is so fucked up. And at that very moment, this happened to happen. This had to happen about. Uh, this had to happen about 2009. At that very moment, I said, "I will never speak when I'm angry. I will never speak when I'm angry because if that, I felt justified in saying that out loud, and it was only because I was pissed." And when you're mad, you say shit you don't mean. So my thing is, is that if you're going to see me, if only time you're going to see me mad, that means I genuinely love you. If I'm mad at you, if I'm cursing you out, that means I genuinely love you. Because if I don't give a fuck about you, I am not about to entertain you in any way, shape, form, or fashion. It's the end. I have not learned how to control my anger yet, so shout out to you on that one. Well, that was extreme. And I walked around the corner and I was like, Ray, never again. You can't do that no more. Like, they could have arrested me. No, first of all, there's certain words I don't even, I try they to avoid even me. saying in the ear. They could have arrested me. And I was like, but I felt <laughs> so justified in what I was saying. <laughs> you lucky security didn't come. You seen the lady spraying the, I know, the I, I, I have I have one of the worst tempers in the world. I know I do. And the only way I deal with it is I have to decide what's on the other side of this anger I'm about to express. No, do brain. I care about you enough to apologize to you after I say the shit I'm going to say to you? That's really what it is to me. Do I love you enough that after I go crazy on you, I'm going to apologize? That's what it is. So if you're a stranger, you're somebody in a clubhouse, why the fuck am I even entertaining you? What you say? Sir, sir, I just checked the bank account of mine, <laughs> and I checked the, and you should check your bank account. And my bank account told me that you ain't shit. Because he ain't. Because let me tell you why. No one said who 21 Savage was arguing. Right, we have no clue. We don't even care. We only care that he was arguing. Why do we care he was arguing? Because we care about him. Mm-hmm. We don't even care about you, sir. You, have, you, you do not exist. You ever watch this TV show called House of Cards? No. Okay, so it's a scene in the beginning of the show where this guy's in the front. It's about a politician, and this guy's in the front of the building, and he's yelling all these absurd things about the world. Fuck you. I hate all of you fucking politicians. And the guy, the star of the show, whispers to him, you're irrelevant. It don't matter. You can die right now and no one here will even care about you. Go figure your life out. And there was like this, at the middle of this craziness, this man just looked at him like, that shit is kind of true. Right. Yeah, I didn't even get the fuck off. I'm telling you, bro, like, that's the world we live in. I'm not arguing with nobody that don't affect my bottom line. Not happening. Okay. So we all know my good, good, good sis Rihanna is hosting the Super Bowl this year. She's doing a halftime show. Don't fix your face. I don't like how Stephen A. Smith, Stephen, Stephen, what him, and you love him, so we can talk about him. him. You just love him, love him on the stake. But anyway, um, 
he went on and was pretty much saying, like, Rihanna's no Beyonce. And I don't understand the purpose of the comparison because if that was a male, I he, he promise said, no, you. He, he, went, he apologized and said he that was a male. And I, I would have said it. But hold on, let me tell you all something. This is, Rihanna is a prime example. Let's be clear. Rihanna hasn't dropped an album in how many years? And she's still that girl. No, no, no. I'm going to take it further. How many years? Mm. Seven? Seven? Too six, long. seven years? We waiting. And there's still not a woman on this earth that has more hits than her, Beyonce included. Beyonce is a, probably a bigger hit herself because mm-hmm. Beyonce is fucking Beyonce. Right. But nobody, so when he said that comment, I was like, boy. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you something. I went to a Rihanna concert. Uh, it was about eight years ago. Me and Shaka Zulu went. And we were counting down the hits. And we were literally like, she ain't got no more. And then here come another one. Here come another one. Here come another one. And then it was like, fuck. Bro, she can't have no more. Then here comes another one. Bro, no human being alive. Only person that has more hits than Rihanna alive right now is Drake. Okay. Probably the only person. You put Rihanna against The Weeknd. You put Rihanna against Post Malone. You put Rihanna against anybody in the world. No one has more hits than her. And I'm talking about this motherfucking go from... from Umbrella to fucking uh, please don't stop the music to fucking pour it up to fucking man like dog she is a universe of hits so when Stephen A said that I was thinking to myself like this bitch about to remind the world who she is and I feel bad for y'all because nigga she can do a Super Bowl show 20 minutes long and every minute give you a different number one hit who the fuck can do that one minute of each a medley, one minute medley of her hits, and you'll and still have 15, 20 more. Nobody can be her in the verses. Nobody can be there. Rihanna has more hits than anybody. I know that's right. And and I, but I understand what he's saying because Beyonce is still a machine. But I think that Rihanna has let us sleep, and she about to wake us the fuck up. He needs to stick to sports and mind his music business. Because let's be clear, who was on that? Who was on that? Um, on last year's Super Bowl show, Fifty Cent. Dr. Dre, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, mm-hmm. and Snoop. Mm-hmm. I really believe that Rihanna has more hits than all five of them combined. Mm-hmm. Hits. No, hits. Hits. I'm not talking about everybody knows rolling down the street, smoking in the, sipping, sipping on gin and juice. Everybody knows that record, right? That's, that's not nothing compared to a Rihanna's 18th hit. Oh, this bitch is unbeatable. So when he said that, I was like, mm, he's going to eat those words. I didn't know he's going to eat them that fast. <laughs> Does he usually apologize that fast? Cause you yeah, yeah, I mean, that's why I love Stephen A so much. Because, listen, man, when, you, when your job is to talk, you're going to say something wrong from time to time. It's just the world we live in. If your job is to talk, one day you're going to say something dumb and I'm going to say something dumb. Only difference is that right now we can tell Braxton, edit that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, you're going to say something dumb if you're talking. It is impossible. That is, it's like saying I don't miss no shots. You shoot, you're going to miss a shot. You talk, you're going to say something wrong. Wait, sidebar, I want to ask you. That's because you mentioned just Rihanna concert. Um, what are like the top five concerts you've been to in your life? That's a great question. Uh, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to tell you what number one was. Number one was... P. Diddy and the family oh, yeah. in the L.A. concert oh, where the they bought out Dre, X, Snoop, Mary, that one. Uh, ironically, number two is this Goody Mob concert that I went to. 
that Richard Dunn did. Shout out to Richard Dunn. Um, and then I'm going to say three. I'm going to say the Kanye Jay-Z Watch the Throne show. I've seen Kanye and Jay-Z a lot. I've seen Jay-Z plenty of times. Um, you know, it was another concert I've been to that had a good time. It was when, remember when VH1 used to do VH1 honors? Oh, yeah. And it was the one where they honored Teddy Riley. And it was like, man, I had the time of my life there. And I can't, I'm just randomly thinking of a fifth one. I don't know, that Rihanna concert maybe. Like, bro, that motherfucker is, I, me and Shaka was looking at each other like, nigga, I'm counting 18. She ain't got more than 18. Then here she come with four more. How? Then you got to remember when you at a concert, you like, what can she end the show with? Mm-hmm. Like, nigga, she done gave us diamonds. She done gave us, what can she end? And it was like, she ended the show with some shit. We was like, I forgot about that. Bruh, nobody has more hits that you, that you forgot about than Rihanna. That you forgot about. Watch. What's the difference between, for artists, between performing live at a concert and just like a normal kind of, um, not record, but like, what's the difference between like, Recording your thing and performing it live in front of your audience. I think I think recording is like cooking the food and record performing it is like eating it. Mm, I like that. Yeah, that because a really way to, good way to put it. when nothing is more satisfying than holding the mic out and seeing twenty thousand people, like you didn't have to. You can put the microphone down. Like when Rihanna did pour it up that day, and it was like, oh, and I'm oh, just and I'm just watching. That I shit. got goosebumps, and I was and I'm like, and there. I got the demo. Like I got the demo of the song, and I'm like. Wow, that's crazy! Like to see twenty thousand people sing a song that you was like, like we chilling and I'm watching Tehran write the song, or when Tehran made us like it's it, nothing's more satisfying than that. Like I gave Usher, I don't mind. Like I I drove over to Silent Sounds and was like Usher here. I was there with Usher cut. I don't mind. So to see Usher perform and then you hear, hear twenty thousand people saying Shouty, I don't. And I'm like, I got the demo to that shit. Mm-hmm. By the way, I should start playing more demos because um, Hitmaker played demos on his shit. Yeah, that, he, yeah. he gave us up with that one. But um, excuse me, the first concert I ever went to was Spice Girls. Shout out to Spice Girls. And then I used to win, my mom used to win concert tickets on WBLS. So I went to a lot of Janet Jackson concerts as a little girl, which is completely inappropriate, but had a ball. It, made, it makes me feel more connected as a fan. Like, you get to see them perform. You think they are performing to you. You get to see other people in the crowd enjoying the song just as much as you. Um, and then that feeling, like you said, of, like, just watching the whole stadium, everybody, different races, different ages, different sizes, singing the same song, all in sync, like, just having a ball. That's why I love Summer Jam in New York. Shout out to New York. Because it's every genre. One of them birthday bash was my favorite concert, too. Yeah. See, concerts like that where you get to see all your, everybody kind of perform their good hits or, like, that kind of mashup really always is my favorite. So I'm going to actually go to a comment that someone left on the page. I think we should do more of this, actually interact. So I have L.A. Cobain. He said that, I have a question. As an artist, should you be more focused on selling yourself to gain fans or selling your music and letting people become fans through the music? Oh, man, that's a great question. Uh, I think that you should be focused on selling yourself because part of you is the music. And if I can relate to you and then to the music, then it becomes there. But, I mean, I, it, it depends on what your superpower is, I guess. Because then some people, like Kendrick is quiet, right? You don't hear Kendrick. One last time heard Kendrick talk. But... 
that man music is so fucking incredible that you become a fan of his. So I just think you got to figure out what your superpower is. Like, everybody got to tap into their superpower. Kanye was very good at being expressive. Jay-Z is not expressive. He's expressive when it comes to press and play. Kanye can talk to you and then press play and then talk to you again, then press play again and then make it all make sense. So Drake is not a talker. He's a press play guy. Beyonce, press play. But then you have some people who you just love them and then like like I think we love uh Glorilla more than we than the music that she has out. She has out three songs, four songs maybe, but we love her like she's been around forever. That's because we love her. I just think it's a I just think it's your superpower. No, I love Glorilla. Somebody asked her the other day, <laughs> do she like studs? And she said, No, I like hoops. <laughs> like the earrings, and they was asking exactly. about girls, but I, she I was like, I'm it, not trying to get into that. So she has a real funny sense of humor trying yeah. to play with people. So you're right, we do like her. She's like Cardi B Jr. That's why I think we love her. Like Car- She has that personality that everyone loves. Yeah, and, and keeping it real, I think it was real important. Cardi B went on and spoke about all the surgery that she got and kind of just being transparent. I think more people should do that, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so I was reading an article, and it said that streaming fraud accounts are up. So at least... One to 3% of plays are for the counts. Um, how does that affect streaming, and what can, can people do anything to kind of avoid that? Lord, grant me. What's the, what's the serenity prayer? I can't worry about something Lord, I can't control. Mm-hmm. I, I, can't even, I can't even control that part. Like, all I can do is control making good shit and hope that the pure people find it. That's hard. Who's doing these fraud accounts? Is it like record labels? I don't know. That's about? what I'm saying. I, it's, so, it's, it's so above me that I can't even think about it. I would have to have someone in here that talks directly about streaming. That's when you have to go under and un, un, the underbelly of it to understand. Oh, I forgot to ask you about this. So Kanye's remarried. Um, there's a rumor going around that he has remarried and is moving on with his life. Do you think some good music will come out of this or what's next? I think that. Okay, so let me tell you something. Anybody that know me that really knows me knows I get powered up from my family. Like Ray is a very smart guy. I think my whole team, like this is an intelligent, level-headed yeah. brother. If you, if I didn't see my kids for six weeks, mm-hmm. I'd probably be a different nigga. Mm-hmm. So I think Kanye needs family that to keep him grounded, and he probably figured that out. So he married somebody, and this is not somebody new. This is somebody that's been in his life. This is somebody who's like a designer at Yeezy, like head designer at Yeezy. Mm-hmm. I just you know she's a white girl. Mm-hmm. That's why I got this face because he 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 he's she, literally she's a white girl. He he. He prophesies his own damn life. But like, can I say something though? We don't really have to get into this deep, but my friends that date white women, they always they seem very at peace. Mm-hmm. What do you think brings them this peace, Ray? It has to be their race. I don't know. Got to be the race. Like I don't know. They just don't. The stress feels different. It's just, I don't know. Like, right, I would I'll love, be transparent. I would love, I would love okay. to talk about this. <laughs> I'll talk about it. White <laughs> women are raised different. No, white women are raised different. They have the ability to be raised to be wives. We are raised to survive. Exactly. We have to Ooh. be raised to, our, the father of our children at any point can be killed, taken by the police, all type of things. White, white women, they don't have that type of pressure on them. 
we aren't raised to cater to men. When my friend, when she gave birth to her daughter, the first thing her mother said to her is that any raise this child like you're a single mother because at any point the father can be taken away from you to the streets, to police, That's terrible. to anything. That's the reality. It's not situation. a reality. That is literally that is not our reality. Black women. That, that is, is not we, your reality. Ain't mine. I know a thousand black men. I don't know one of them that was killed by the police. <laughs> I don't know well, one of them. Well, not necessarily killed I'm by saying, police. I'm the saying. police system, the justice nah, system. The justice they can be taken system, away from you and put listen, in jail at any I moment. I get it. I'm just saying to you guys that I know, first of all, I've I've never. Do you, Are any of your friends that say white women, are any of them broke? No. Oh. Well, actually, one of them might be. But she loves him. She adores him. I bet she does. I bet she does. Can I tell you what a friend trained. of mine said? Can okay, I tell you what a friend I'm of mine said that, that only deal with white women? You know what he said? He said, I, I'm, I'm only bringing it, by the way. This is, I love objective arguments, so this is not Ray's opinion. I just like to have objective arguments, but this makes sense. He said, he said, when I deal with white women compared to black women, I've never had to prove myself to a white woman. She believed everything I said I was. And a black woman, I have to prove myself. And Ray, I'm just not in the business of proving myself. She and was that haunting dug, you. And she that was... dug deep with me because it's like, damn. I got to prove myself every fucking day. Let me tell you something. Them white girls are trained from high school to be chasing after black men that they think are going to be successful later well, on. That's why you well, don't have don't to prove it. I am telling you. I am telling you. I went to households. college we're not with in these their girls who are trained to have their moms come from, oh, if, if he's going to be a football player, oh, I'll come down and bring him dinner. I'll wash his laundry. Come on, let's show him love that he never had as a kid so he could feel more welcome over here because his mother was trying to survive so she didn't have time to do all that shit. But anyway, I did have a black guy one time and he told me the reason that. why he won't date women outside his race is because of personal connections. So he said like his favorite thing about black people as a culture is that something could be happening and I could look at anybody that's black in the room and we both having the same exact, I don't got to say shit. We could look at each other and be like, you seen that? I see. You don't even got to say you seen that. It was like that. Like he said, that's his favorite thing about his wife. Like, and being able to communicate with can I, black. Can people. I tell you a funny story? No, nah, I don't want to hear it. No, I want to tell you a funny story. <laughs> I was dealing with this white girl long, 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 long time ago, long time ago. And, my mother says I was on my way love. to a, I was on my way to a, a, a an event and she was in the car with me and I was actually in the car with a friend of mine who is now famous she's a fa- she's 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 a star of a Tyler Perry show and it was me and Crystal Renee and we was on our way to an event and I was with this white girl and she was in the car with us and we was at that in, we was at that roundabout where you go from seventy five South to eighty five North mm-hmm. and that little That's that round and there was somebody in the ditch. And I remember me and Crystal, I, I don't know if Crystal remembers this. I remember me and Crystal looked like, oh, man, somebody's in a ditch. We should call the cops. And the white girl was like, stop the car. <laughs> and me and Crystal was like, so we stopped the car. This white girl had on heels. She went into full ambulance mode, jumped out, ran across the highway in heels, was trying to break the people out of the car. And me and Crystal looking at each other like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? We just... We, I think the way we were raised was the mind our motherfucking business. This ain't your world. This ain't your shit. Shut the fuck up. Keep it moving. And white people were raised like, this is your shit. So any wrong, you can address it and fix it. That was a wild moment. Because me and oh, Chris were looking at each when other white like, people outside, when black people outside getting beat up for free by police, they don't stop and say, guys, oh, right? Well, the, the police are the good guys Once them. again, systematic racism. That's a whole other show. Whole other show. To protect the white people. Whole anyway, other show. You're absolutely right. So, I can't wait to do that show, by the way. I saw a really good, um, so Russ went on The Breakfast Club and he told people to, actually, I thought this was really good advice. He said, get a line and credit from a bank instead of 
getting loans from your label. Like pretty much instead I of agree. taking, yeah. So just explain that and why you agree with that particular. Well, statement. because the label gives you money and they have rights. The bank gives you money and they just want their money back with some interest. Mm-hmm. The only difference is, is that if the label, here's the other side to it. If the shit don't work out, the label writes the money off. If the shit don't work out with the bank, that shit on your credit. Mm. So it's kind of like, which one you want? You know, like, which one you want? One of the things that stood out to me at the panel that you did this weekend was them pretty much saying, pay attention to what's going on. So if I could get in a room and pay that person to do it without going to the label, try to do that. I think that was really smart. So they're pretty much telling people, use the same equation, just don't pay the higher-ups to give you the formula. Do you think that that's something that's actually tangible and artists could do? Yeah, I mean, I just think, though, I think it's difficult. I think it's so difficult. I think you have to be, you have to just appreciate the inches and not focus on the miles. And I think that's what we're doing with the guys show right now. We're not focusing on miles. We're not trying to knock it out the park. We're just trying to make sure that we focus on the inches and do our show consistently and make sure it's good and make sure that the audience that we're building with can appreciate the information. So that's how I look at this. So when you start talking about, you know, money from banks and all that, that shit doesn't matter. Only thing that matters is your relationship with your audience. Whether you have a, we just said labels sign 100 artists, knowing five going to work. We just said that. Banks don't give out 100 loans thinking they're going to get paid back from five, though. Facts. They, they, they deny. They give out 100 loans. They want all 100 of that motherfucking loan back. There it is. Agreed. So um, we're going to go to our last trending topic. Boosie's daughter came out as gay. officially gay. Nice. Um, Boosie has spoken about this a little bit before, but now she's like IG official, and she just happened to drop a rap this week, which was very strategic and intentional. However, my question is, why is Boosie okay with his daughter being gay and is like super anti his sons being gay? Or why do you think that? Damn, she just went there. Um... I think that women are the oh better versions of us and men are barbaric. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to answer it. <laughs> I, I thought he was going to say some shit like oh, men can't get pregnant no, or because, something. Because, because, if because if your daughter is gay, she's probably with another woman who's very gentle with her and loving and ca- caressing and soft and then if she's if your boy if your son is gay, you don't know what kind of barbaric things are happening to him, and you don't want to think about him because in you you just don't want to think about that. That's why that's why I think it is. It's very barbaric. Men are very barbaric. Have you ever seen sex between a man and a woman? Is men are very barbaric. It's a lot of lot of fucking humping and uh, uh, it's a barbaric thing, you know. So women are gentle. Women are the better version of us. Don't ever lose that. Boosie's okay with his daughter being gay because women are more gentle yes. than men. Okay, I'm glad that we got that clear. <laughs> so you would be okay with either your kids loving who they want to love? Yeah, I would. I would. I, w- I would. I would have to support them. Listen, I love my kids, mm-hmm. and I want them to be happy. I want my kids to be happy more than anything. Um, um, you know, I will hope that my son will want to be like me. And I think that that's probably another thing with Boosie is like, you you know, I, I want my daughter to be like her mother, but I want my son to be like me. And I'm not gay. So I want my son to be like his dad. But if he chose to go another route, I still my son. I love the fuck out of him and I'm going to still support him no matter what. That's my son. All right, I'll take that. Um, 
What song do you have on play on repeat right now? Before um, we get out of here. Donda, 24. There's no way we still listen to Donda. We got all this good new music out. Donda, 24. And I'm still listening to 90s R&B. I don't know what that says. God's not and 24. God's not done. So I, 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 that's like my that's like my probably my top three Kanye records ever done ever made. And then keep my spirit alive. You know, like I feel like there's a lot of uh, spiritual warfare that everybody in this room is going through. Everybody, everybody in this room having battles and music. Like I was listening to Donda on the air on the flight crying just because I'm like, I remember when I was listening to 24. I remember just you know. I used to listen to that song every day, and it made me cry every day because I was going through hard times. And I listen to it now, and now I'm crying tears of joy because I'm like, man, look at you. Like, look at you for sticking with yourself and believing in yourself. So I would say those songs for sure. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I'm I, I'm not a trendy music guy. I go with what touches my spirit. And those records, like, Keep My Spirit Alive, man, I love that song. The Donda album, period. One of the greatest albums ever made. I don't listen to music that much because it controls my emotions. Listen to Donda. It is one of the greatest albums ever made. I'll listen to it. I'll see if I come in here. Dog, like this man had Monday. every this man had every street rap in the world come rap clean verses about their blessings. Bro, we gotta stop erasing what people do because they do something stupid. Everybody does something stupid. Everybody in this room has done something stupid in the last twelve days. We all have, including me. I thought you was gonna say twelve hours because I do. Nah, it's twelve days. We all time. last week we've all done something stupid. We all have a right to do one thing stupid in our life, right? Okay. okay the only difference, imagine if everything you did stupid was in front of the camera, <laughs> <laughs> nigga. That's even worse. So I'm never gonna discredit Donda. Keep my spirit alive. Twenty four. I love those two songs. All right, good. Thank you for sharing that with us. Perfect. All right, guys. So once again, that is a wrap up of the God Show. Make sure you guys are like, subscribe, support. Following it doesn't us cost anything. I'm saying please. <laughs> He's saying please, so you got to do just it now. Just like, subscribe, download, share. Tell somebody about it. That's all we ask. We, not, we don't want nothing else besides you to tell somebody that they should check it out. That means a lot to us. That's how we keep it going. All right, see you next Tuesday. Bet. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.